0: On this episode of the Game Overcast, we go over the recent Xbox developer event. GG Vex Gaming as they close and Apex team folds. Ubisoft CEOs out of touch? No way, surely
1: not. game to x pre-owned titles. Our friend Max Good Deals returns. Turbo Barton returns firing quickfire news directly into your eardrums. All this and more on this exciting episode
0: of the Game Overcast. With gaming news from around the world, from retro to the new Call of Duty, covering mobile console,
1: and of course the BC Master Race, it's and that they take it all on, cause you know you're listening to the Game Overcast. What's up guys, welcome back to episode 5 of the Game Overcast, with me, Benji, and I never thought we'd actually get to episode 5, and as always, I'm joined by... My awesome co-host, Matt Stocker. What is up, boy? Hello, everyone. I'm here. He's back. <laughs> I'm back again. A few technical difficulties time, but we, we're we back and we're actually on schedule. Yeah. To be fair, though, it is not a podcast made
0: by us if we don't have something go wrong. Just to give you a little like, fill in, this is um, recording number five of episode five. <laughs> So,
1: yeah. Yeah. and we took happens. us It took us three attempts to get the intro, which, believe it or not, is the hardest part of doing this podcast. We just couldn't get it up to the time we needed. So, yeah, that was a thing.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, and then we had me typing up words in... I don't even know what language that was in, but but the best bit is is that uh, Ben done a Ron Burgundy and just read out exactly what was on the thing. So it was absolutely brilliant. I'm sure there'll be a... Uh, an outtakes episode coming soon just full of the nonsense that you'll find in between sort of parts on this podcast
1: yeah so as i was as you guys know we tend to do like what's coming from the episode before we actually jump into it so then stocker wrote something and then i read it and he went wait what and i'm like bruv that's what you wrote he went did i and then we just started laughing <laughs> we was like we gotta start again yeah <laughs> oh, like, what,
0: what is words what is words What is words and how do I write them? (laughs) We got there eventually.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we got there. Had a little giggle and it's like, right, cool, bam, back in. So, yeah, episode five, which is the longest podcast we've ever done, officially. Woo! Get in.
0: We've done it. We've done it, lads. And this new move to weekly content as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're trying this out, see if we can do it. So you'll be getting... More consents that's content and nonsense from pair of us.
0: Constance?
1: I like that. I yeah. like that. So, I thought it was quite fitting, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay.
0: Shall we uh, shall we tell them what's happening today, then?
1: Yeah, so we've got quite a uh, pat episode on this one. So, we're starting things off with the Xbox Developer Direct stream that we... Streamed in our Discord. Anyone that joined in, it was a lot of fun. We had yeah, a it was fun. pretty fun
0: actually. Yeah, we had a
1: laugh. Yeah, just like you know, watching some games, shooting the shit, it was quite quite enjoyable. And we were like, hmm, this could be a thing.
0: Yeah, I think we should do that again, like forward on like Nintendo Directs, State of Play, Xbox events, that sort of thing. I think it was quite fun. Just having a little chill, have
1: a little watch, have a little laugh. Yeah, it was all good. Yeah, seeing us in the cool cool offices for some of the studios, just like, oh, I'm one of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Some of their offices look really cool. Like, you know, when you just think of a, a game developer studio office and you think that like, there's gaming stuff everywhere, that's exactly what some of them are like. And it's just oh, it's really cool to see. Like a behind yeah. the scenes almost, but not.
1: And then we were both like Oh, I want to work in a gaming studio. <laughs> yeah, both of us was like, I want to work there. <laughs> yeah, please, coach. let me, let me do something? I'll sweep the floor. I'll do anything. <laughs> but oh. enough of us rambling on, so we'll, we'll kick start off with our first main subject. So let's jump straight into it.
0: Yeah, so obviously we watched the uh, Xbox developer sort of direct. And uh, yeah, they just kicked off the year with a, a stream showing off some game announcements that's coming out this year. Uh, Most of them were PC and Xbox and coming out on Game Pass, which is always something that's really nice to see. And um, yeah, a few games coming up. So there was the RPG Avowed from Obsidian, Sunua's Sage, Hellblade 2, ARA History Untold, um, and then Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Really looking forward to that one. And then there was also a surprise by Square Enix revealing Visions of Mana, which was... That, that was well. Me, me and Ben were both like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> sort of thing. It, they sort of like surprised that one on us, so that was cool. But um, but yeah, I suppose what we'll do is we'll go for a quick run through of what we saw and um, like sort of notes about the games, um, give a bit of info about them. But starting off with uh, Avowed, which is made by Obsidian, um, who, if you don't already know, made Fallout New Vegas. It's set for a release in... Release or set for release in fall of 2024. I hate saying fall, it's autumn,
1: but anyway, yeah, Yeah, it's just
0: like Americanism.
1: But there we go. Um, yeah, so we don't have an official day, we just know it's coming in fall. Um, what was cool though, we got to see some gameplay. Um, science stock I really love was that during the gameplay, we got to look at akimbo guns with some magic infused combat, and he was like, akimbos, yes. Sign me up, mate! It
0: was so cool. It's like you had a Kimbo's going blah, blah 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 blah, and then all of a sudden you kept one gun, started got on the one down, and just he's shooting and sending spells down. I was like, what? This is amazing. <laughs> like, we were like, sign me up, coach. What is this? Yeah, first person, like, got, like, oh, it's, it was, it, it was, it, it, it looks good. It looked really fun as well. If it is anything like what these videos show. Oh yeah, I'm I'm hooked on it. And it's on um, Game Pass. So I won't even need to spend any money. So And
1: and a key key standout feature for me was there's weapon loadouts, which is saying that Skyrim should have always done and they didn't. So when I saw that I went, Oh, I'm so glad they've actually done that. Because for an RPG, it's gonna be so good to have the loadouts in there. I yeah, man.
0: I, I never played Skyrim. I'm not gonna I'm gonna put it out there now. Because I'm a bad human and a bad gamer. I am going to play it eventually. I've got it. I bought it. I just
1: never played it. So that I've was played big. it four times. I'll never actually finish the story because I'll stop playing for a while. I forget what I'm doing, trying to pick you up again. I'm like, oh, I'll start again. And then the same thing happens. So yeah, I've never finished it. So yeah.
0: I don't you know. know it, it looks good. <laughs> um, sort of a, a synopsis of it. Uh, you're taking on the role of an envoy on the distant island of I'm I'm going to ruin this. A I, dear? I, I, dear? idea. A- I'm going to go with Adir It looks good a for a effort. Dear. A for effort. Yeah I'll give it a go a dear. Um And you're looking You're sort of tasked Of looking into rumours Of a mysteriously um, And rapidly spreading plague And um, Yeah you're In doing so You're going to find a, a connection To not only the land You're exploring but There's also an ancient secret threatening Fr- Existential ruin And then No pressure <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's quite like it's it's cool because it's got like a mix of like, you know, the fantasy element with the magic side plus the uh like melee combat and it just looks interesting. Like it really yeah, does. Um It really does. And we were kind of like, oh, I like this. The only thing I will say was that some of the character designs did look a little janky, I'm not gonna lie. They weren't the greatest, I
0: have to agree on that, but it was weird because all of the human characters look spot on, but like anything that wasn't human. Didn't look right, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, we sort of looked at them and went, oh no, oh no.
0: <laughs> like, obviously, they're a fantasy creature, so they could look like whatever they want, but there's something looked off as if they weren't designed properly or like fully polygonized yet or something. But yeah, no, it looks good. Um, I-, I swear this could be turned into a VR game based upon what we've seen, like the first person combat sort of thing. I thought it was a first to realize. Yeah, I-, I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, because the way it was done, I was like, is this VR or is this normal? So, potentially, it could be a VR game as well.
0: Could be down the line. You never know. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's coming on the Series X, S, PC and Game Pass, as Stocker mentioned. So, yeah, there's no official date yet, but full. So, keep an eye out on that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Another one. Another one. The next game that was uh, sort of spoke about on there was Hellblade 2 Cineera Saga. So this one has got a date. It's set for the twenty first of May, twenty twenty four. It's in the final sort of months of its development schedule now, um, and their sort of their their whole design paradigm is that they're aiming for historical accuracy to a certain like a point, whilst also having sort of more fantasy um, elements, well building that sort of thing. Which from what again what we've seen really really looking looking interesting and good um as this is a sequel obviously if you played the first game you'll know as well combat is a big focus so they're sort of revamping this for the second game um so they're they're sort of putting it across that it's going to be like a brutal experience that uses this to tie in very deeply of the story and um and by a when I mean that, it's like they, in their words, they were saying that they didn't want the fights to come across as too easy. They wanted you to have to actually battle and sweat it out and like just scrape through the battle with a boss or something because this person's not a hero. They're just a character. And like it is a real intense battle whenever you have to battle someone big. So it, and it looks on point so far.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, Obviously, I've never played the first Hellblade, but when I started, which it started, I was like, oh, this is a bit of me. And just like the, the way the combat looked absolutely savage as well. I was like, I'm getting scared because it reminds me of Dark Souls. I'm like, oh no, it's going to be hard.
0: Yeah, what was also really interesting was that how much effort they've put into like the sound design of the game. Oh yeah, massively. So like the character, what is it, they... they was it psychosis they mentioned on there?
1: Yeah, it's so, it like a major part of the game. And they've the, the devs themselves have put this emphasis on the audio design to kind of reinforce and develop deliver this idea to gamers, which I think is really cool and unique.
0: Yeah, like so Sanua, the main character, she like gets it's almost like voices speaking to her, all like like all around and in their head sort of thing. And when they, they showed like a, a behind the scenes clip of when they're recording these voices and they had like a, a 360 microphone in the middle and the, the voice actors were like sort of walking around the microphone, whispering and speaking. So that when you hear it in game, it, you get that binaural sort of um, effect in your ears as well. And it, yeah, it, it's, and when, and from the based upon the footage as well, what you saw, like when the voices come into this aspect of the game, they're like really, it works. It works really well. Like it, it sounds really good and it adds to the the storyline and like the emotion and the feeling behind the game, which was, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, well, what I'm going to do first, I'm going to have to play the first game just before recording this episode. We found that it's available on game pass and you can even cloud stream it. So that was a winner. So I'm going to have to check that one out. But yeah, no, this was, this is looking quite an interesting game. Um, Again, looking forward to it. another Xbox Game Pass game as well, so it's looking good.
1: Yeah, I mean that that one's definitely one I'd want to try as well. So, but again, you have to play the first one. I mean, I'm just have to get an Xbox at some point. Let's just be honest, like join us a lot game. of games now. Yeah, I need to join the fold. It's just for the fact that the the games you get are just like the amount of games you get on Game Pass now is obscene. Oh, it's so good for value like, I've always said like you know I've never been a biased like PlayStation like uh, owner but I've always said Game Pass trumps the PlayStation service by a mile it's not even a like close call anymore
0: it's yeah it's mad like and just day one releases of stuff are straight on Game Pass so like Power, Power World come out that's on Game Pass boom I know I'm going to be playing for the next foreseeable bit of time <laughs> yeah so if you don't hear or see from him you know why you know why Pokemon with, shoot, with guns, man. Pokemon with guns! What more could you ask for? It's the best of both worlds. Exactly. Yeah. How do you fight a Pokemon? You get a baseball bat and you smack him to death and then throw a ball at him. Sold. Boom. <laughs> yeah, sign me up, please. <laughs> oh, no. But um, Ben, do you want to tell us about the next one? Because this one was a surprise, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, well, because, like, the way the stream worked, it had, like, the four thumbnails for the different studios and the games, and all of a sudden, we had a fifth one appear. It says Square Enix. We were like, what? And then they unveiled the new Visions of Mana, which we set for release in summer of 2024. And this actually marks the first game in a new mainland entry for almost 16 years in the franchise. That is mad. 16 years. (laughs) That's...
0: That's a long time. That is a long time to not release anything. Because I, I, yeah. before, when I read the notes, I was like, no, nah, they've surely re- released something beforehand." But what it was, is they released something on the Switch a couple of years back. It was like a collection of the old games. Mm. So I was like, oh, so that explains it. But but yeah, 16 years, man. It's a, it's a long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just not it's not something I expected, because like before the stream started, we sort of looked up the games, and there was no mention of it. But we got to see some cool silky smooth gameplay and little tidbits behind the scenes with obviously the devs got to see some really cool character art and illustrations from the creators of the game and even one of the like the main guy was like I'm looking forward to playing this myself
0: I like how you said main guy because you don't want to butcher his name it's good well I'll say anyway Oh, I, was get- <laughs> I was sitting again. I-, I don't want to read that point because I'm going to get the name wrong and you, you steamed in I was like yes <laughs>
1: so I'll probably go bush but yeah original creator Koichi Ishii he's supervising the art transformation and it was cool to show his process for the creature designs as well and then we're getting the creature illustrations from Eri Yoshiyuka so it's quite a powerhouse team there and I think both have been there for years as well yeah <laughs> um yeah so it's coming out on xbox series s x pc ps4 ps5 and sorry to disappoint you, stocks it's not on game pass which we Aww. expected
0: <laughs> Boom. Okay. well if it's on ps5 gonna the bar on ps5 then because obviously being my main console and all that but but yeah no it's looking looking good and it's yeah it's an action rpg as well so no turn based or anything like that you are sort of diving into the action um to be fair, they also did spend some time like going into like, their like music and sound design in the games. Um, there was sound about how like the music will sort of change on the fly depending on how serious a battle is and things like that. It looked pretty cool. And then there was a lot of talk about one of the new characters they designed uh, sort of to help you like travel around. It was like an armadillo dog sort of thing, dog-wolf sort of hybrid. And it was really cool. It yeah. was really,
1: really cool. It completely shows up like the choker version from Final Fantasy. It was kind of like, Well, we did this and we raised you this. It was like a massive behemoth like dog thing. And I was like, Well, that's pretty dope.
0: Yeah, and it shows you like all the pre-designed sketches and things and once they gave it to the teams, how they fleshed it out, made it modern 3D and all that. It's really cool. Um obviously we're gonna put links to the, the developer sort of stream in our show notes. I was just going to give it a watch because yeah there's, obviously we're saying words about it but going to see it for yourself just shows how much cool stuff was in there I definitely recommend it but yeah that was um, that was that was another that was another good one and a shock a pleasant surprise basically it was good to say the way this. Just- i'm not gonna lie i originally thought someone was gonna play a prank and it's like oh yeah uh, final fantasy 7 remake and
1: rebirth coming to xbox and i'd have been like say what but obviously can, you imagine? can you imagine the, the internet would have blown up if that
0: the would have blown up me in that stream would like on discord i would have been jumping around going i mean it wouldn't really matter because obviously i'm gonna buy it on playstation but for the amount of people that have xbox only or something like that and they can't play it would have been would have been massive but yeah
1: yeah. it's cool though because like i didn't even know that they were doing this but obviously you know square enix you know love square enix for obvious reasons so it's definitely one that i'll be jumping on it's quite cool to see it as well because i was like hmm rpg fighting creatures yes 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 yes." (laughs) yeah no it's definitely going to be one to look into
0: um but yeah, next game then. <laughs> we've got. Why have we got no notes on this game? Um, I'm going to have to really go from memory now. Okay, right. Well, it's called Our History Untold. Um, it's got a, a full 2024 release window as well. It's sort of like a civilization sort of style game where uh, things are sort of split up into segments and you have sort of your well-building. The whole point of the game is to get the most influence like, as a leader and... Um, it looked really good. Uh, this is like something more for me, I think. I do like my slower sort of games where I get to think about things and it's not just always mash buttons and instincts and reaction times and all that. Because I'm getting, I'm becoming an old boy now and my reaction times are nowhere near what they used to be. But um, So <laughs> yeah. games like this are welcome. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is definitely more for you because even during the stream, you're like, oh, it's a bit of me. And I was like, okay, I won't have a clue because I don't play these type of games at all. And the reason there was no notes on it One, I couldn't find much, and two, it was very late when I finished typing notes. So, apologies.
0: Oh, you haven't got to apologise, Ben. (laughs) The fact you wrote all these notes is cool, man. (laughs) Saved me from going. I've got to remember this.
1: (laughs) Um, I was like, you're going to just like spitballing on the spot, and you know, you'd play all those Civ games. I was like, ah, fine, Stock can take the reins on this one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But um,
0: <laughs> one of the, the, the sort of the things they're pointing to in this game is that they're basing a lot of the leaders upon sort of like real leaders throughout history. And each leader will have certain buffs and things to to make their style of like their game different to the, to the next person's. It looks quite interesting. You've got your sort of your whole world building stuff as well. Um, they spent a while talking about how they designed the wildlife in the game. Um, and how originally they made it to OP and the, uh, was it the cougars that were running around the map were just killing everyone. Yeah. So they, they had to tone them down a bit, which, which is quite like it's things that like you don't normally hear about. And it's quite cool. Like hearing all that from the developers. Um, one of the things they're pushing heavily is the fact that unlike say Civ and other games like this, it's not, Real, it's it's turn based, but you you both do your turns and then they both happen at the same time, sort of thing. Whereas I know in other games it'll be Stocker takes his turn, Ben takes his turn, and then whilst everyone else is taking turn, the players obviously waiting for everyone else. So at least this should bring down sort of game times and things. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 looking very very interesting. Um, again, this will be one that I probably do pick up and get, try. I can't remember if it's on Game Pass or not. So I don't know if I'm going to have to spend money or not. But either way, I will be playing said game. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but we're moving on to the next and final game that was mentioned in sort of this, this stream. Um, it's one that got me and Ben sort of both very excited. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, it's the uh, Indiana Jones game. There's finally more information come out. Uh, the game is called Indiana Jones and the great circle. Like and, that. um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in this
1: one. It's definitely going to be sort of a, a purchase and it's on game pass. So, especially the timeline of it as well. Cause it's like set between raise the Lost Ark and the last crusade. So it's kind of like the in-between. And so it's obviously indie when he's young and it's just like watching it. They did show quite a bit of the gameplay. Um, and it's first person. And I don't know if you felt about this, but for me, it just felt like a combination of the Uncharted franchise mixed with Wolfenstein combat. Yeah. That's what I took away from it, to be honest. Yeah. It was interesting.
0: Cause like one of the things I did think about is that, Oh, what are you really going to do for indie sort of like battle? Cause it's basically going to be gun or fists or something, but they went into detail. Like you could, the whip is quite heavily used for everything in this game as it kind of is in the film. But it, yeah, you, you can use the whip to sort of like subdue people. Um, they had lots of motion capture. They're the motion capture of like someone wrapping the whip around someone's leg and sort of pull them over sort of thing, like really like how far they're going in to get this perfect. Um, obviously, you've got your gun as well, classic. Um, and then you, you can also sort of like get into like fist fights. And one of the things they're saying about is like when you start bashing up a load of people like you can see your knuckles and everything getting bloodier and bloodier and like scratched up and stuff, which is quite cool. Like these newer consoles and everything have got the, the horsepower to do that sort of stuff now. So it's refreshing to see. Yeah, um,
1: definitely. yeah. And it's like, there's, well, what's really interesting about the game is something that appeals to me is like, it's em- the emphasis on it is the players get to choose sort of who they encounter uh, whether you want to be stealthily, or you can go in like stock of guns blazing and just completely torch the place. That's what whatever you want to do. Oh yeah, obviously you're going guns blazing. <laughs> you would never do well in a Metal Gear Solid game. Just going. Oh,
0: what game was it that I used to play with the boys? And it was like, we recommend stealth for this mission. And I was, used to load up with a machine gun and go, Lee <laughs>
1: straight off the bat. Um Just imagine, like, no, you got to do it quiet. Nah, move yeah, on, we're like,
0: just, It's like stocks. We're just, we're just crawling around the edge. Be quiet. Yeah, yeah, sure. Grenade! Bam, bam, boom! <laughs> 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 Here I am, boys!
1: <laughs> oh, for God's sake, he's done it again.
0: <laughs> just a million people just come running down. But no, you can do it whatever way you want. And they were sharing, like, different ways of, like, Indus using the terrain and stuff to, like, sort of like jump down on people and all that sort of stuff. And it looked really good, as well as just charging in, getting your pistol hands, shooting people away. And whatever play style you've got, you're, you're sort of covered, really.
1: Yeah, and obviously with the, you know, we know Indiana Jones, is like, you know, the archaeological exploration. So the developer said that there's going to be lots of puzzles. Many will be optional and kind of off the beaten path, not on the main story, but it shows that you can you know, unlock secret doors, find treasures and stuff. And I think he's just going to give you full explanation. It's not going to be like, I have to do the main mission so you can properly explore it, which will be pretty sweet.
0: I like that because sometimes I just want to do that, like get into the action, get for the story and not pick up this stone egg and move it over to this pedestal, like four miles away whilst not being able to attack and all this nonsense. No, no, no. So it's yeah. good that it's a lot of it is optional.
1: Yeah, and I think it just gives you full like you know room to fully explore the game. I mean, what what I did like about it, I don't know if you picked up on it, is like for certain like actions or things that indie does, it changes back to third person, so you can sort of see the perspective of him like kicking someone's ass or climbing off a building. I was like, oh, that's a cool thing to do. Like, not many games would do that for like a first person sort of game.
0: Yeah, that was quite good to see. Like, was it the examples I gave us when he started climbing up things or if you had to bounce between certain things and or if it was to like enhance the cinematic aspect as they put it. Um, mm. it went into like a third person and then you got the da du music and all that Like you would do. And um yeah, no, it was really really good. Um yeah, for first, I'm actually interested in all of these games.
1: Yeah, there's there's not one that he's normally with like whether it's been state of play there's been a few games you're like yeah I'm cool and then there's been a lot of like ones you're like meh but with all the ones that we saw it's like yeah I'm interested in these and I hate to disappoint you guys sadly Harrison Ford is not a voice in India in the game I was really hoping it was they got someone to sound very close to him but it's not him sadly oh is that confirmed? yeah I was reading up and I don't think it was Harrison Ford it's someone that I hope is on an AI voice but it's someone that obviously tries to get as close as they could but yeah
0: yeah because they, they... Did do really well in their vo- in whoever it is has done really well in sort of capturing that indie esque sort of way they their mannerisms and the way they talk looks yeah it looks really good
1: sounds really good as well is that sometime sometime twenty twenty four there's no actual date yet so obviously when we know we will obviously let you all know but yeah that was all the uh, the games that they showed you in the developer direct so we'll put obviously all, all the information in the show notes you go check it out. And we can now move on to our next topic. Yeah.
0: Game of the Ghost. Okay, and that was the excitement of the uh, Xbox Developer Event out of the way. Now that we've gone through that, it's now time to talk about something a bit more serious. So, there's been a review, a sort of a study that's going around, um, and has involved sort of more than fifty thousand people, and uh, they've concluded that sound levels in gaming and that sort of similar stuff are often close to or exceed safe limits. Um, now, no one really wants to lose their hearing. And obviously I can imagine with gamers where they've always got headsets on, loud volume, and, and majority of people are playing games where there's like heavy action. So like shooting, uh, you've got voice chat shouting and screaming with people. Um, and normally you'll have it quite loud. It can actually, yeah, damage your hearing. Um, ben found out about this whilst he was doing his... Research for topics this week and thought it would be something worth talking
1: about. Yeah, I just thought it was like quite interesting. Like, because at first I was like, oh, what is this? And then I gave it a read and I was like, oh, actually, it's quite interesting just to bring up. Because, like, I think the whole point of it is just that they fear the risk can be exacerbated by people gaming for long periods of time. Like, soccer's event with noises from, like, you know, gunfire explosions, uh, voice chat. Uh, a, a, any sort of loud excessive sounds in games can be loud which the experts are saying could potentially damage hearing if they exceed like X amount of decibels
0: what is it 80 is it 80 something that's normally considered a very loud I know that they, they've got like levels haven't they it's like if it's this decibel then it's the equivalent of a jet engine and if it's this decibel then but, um, but yeah it's, it, it, it's interesting to see how high and how loud a majority of people seem to have their stuff like on their when they're listening to like headphones and headsets and all that sort of stuff. Like I don't get me wrong. I'm the same. Like up until recently, I've been playing music since I was a kid and like when we'd meet up and have a jam and amps cranked up and all that drums and all that did like none of us really wore ear protection, which is in hindsight now that I'm an old man, he's very stupid and I'm lucky that I haven't got, like, tinnitus or other hearing issues just because of the fact that we would, <laughs> we would literally rock out with, no, with nothing in our ears. And it was silly, but it's, it's something that's worth looking into, just making sure that you're not doing damage to your ears. Like, okay, play games for a long time, but, like, do things to limit the chance of thing, of damage happening. Like, basically, Ben summed it up with some really good – don't
1: be a dumbass and have your games too loud simple yeah. simple might do it i mean because like the, the study point guidelines for like permissible time people should be exposed to 83 decibels of sound is 20 hours 20 hours per week which let's be honest if you're a game you're probably playing way way more than 20 hours a week if
0: back know. in my day i played 20 hours a, of that a day
1: <laughs> oh yeah back in our day oh we're at that age now but, yeah, back in the day <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's kind of like a serious, like, sort of health concern that the um, the World Health Organization brought up. But, you know, simple ways you just don't have your sound so damn loud that you're going to be like, what?
0: That is it, really, it? It's don't have it too loud. And if you're exposed, you're in sort of environments where you're exposed to loud noise, it's just do anything you can to limit the damage to your ears, like using, um, what was it, ear protection they're not really co- what, what, what are they called they're not ear protection is it the things you whack in your ears to
1: oh avoid. yeah uh, I, can't <laughs> I can't remember the name yeah. of it now I literally, I literally know what they are because I ordered some the other day and I can't play around what they're called but yeah I know what you mean it's just like they're not earplugs per se but it's to sort of soften the, the noise level yeah you
0: know? and, and to be fair when I have <laughs> been playing music like like meeting up with you and everyone else to play some instruments like I now put them in just because it's not worth damaging my ears over. But nah. be careful out there, guys. Don't don't ruin your ears. Earplugs, don't do it. That's what they're called. Earplugs. That's the... That's, yeah. They literally just earplugs. I thought there uh, doesn't matter. I'm, I'm waffling now. But yeah, keep, keep uh, care of your ears, man. You only get one set. <laughs> as, as everyone used to, to say to me. Man. You don't want to <laughs> lose your hearing yeah. young just because you've had it too loud up when you was growing up. Especially, I think this really applies to younger people as well. Like when your ears, when everything's still developing and all that, like for the love
1: of God, be careful. Don't crank things up to max. Um, You don't want to be losing it at a young age or you like go partially deaf because then, yeah, it's stuff you don't want to have to live with. So just, just be sensible. That's, that's all we're saying.
0: There you go. Dr. Ben, hashtag not a real doctor has come up with that information. For the love of God, Ben is not a real doctor. Oh, yeah. Just full full disclosure.
1: (laughs) Full disclosure. I am not a medical (laughs) professional. Do not not take any medical advice from me. I have to disclose that.
0: Um, And if you are having issues, obviously go and get it checked out. Don't leave it. Um, But moving on from here, then, let's go and talk
1: about our next thing, Ben. Let's do it. Let's do it. Game of the Ghost okay so we've had a little serious topic and now we're on to something in the world of esports uh so when i was like looking up ideas i came across uh some news from vex gaming Sadly, they are going to be closing and the apex legends team they have is going to be dropped as well and i was like oh damn so it's not looking good for esports at the moment it's in a bit of a bad place esports as a whole i think um So, Vex Gaming are set to close down following departure of two key members of the organisation's management team. For those outside of the UK, Vex Gaming are an organisation based in the UK. Uh, And the way the Apex Legends team members found, they were just emailed about this, telling them Vex will be shut down. Essentially, they'll be relieved of their duties, which is. Oh, just like that? Yeah, basically. Oh, that's not. That's like break up by text, isn't it? yeah it's kind of like uh, oh just uh, okay not not really cool um, and it is quite big news in world of esports because it leaves one of uh, EMEA's strongest teams without an organisation just days before the all go pro league is set to return so that's bad for them they've not got anyone backing them for this tournament that's going to be coming back
0: oh oh, oh dear okay so I take it without an organization you can't compete or something. I I I don't know how esports teams work.
1: Yeah, essentially like essentially they're kinda of like sponsor the teams um to like enter them into the tournaments and stuff. So to have a team without someone backing them in a pro league, I don't know even if they'll be able to compete, to be honest. So it's all these like grey errors and question marks. I mean just just the way the two main guys, Stephen James and Dan O'Hare announced it they posted on X on the 19th and their statement was quite it didn't really hold back to be honest but they expressed disappointment and they offered an apology for quote failures of the broader company leadership is evident that mistakes were made long before the recession that have left the scrams to keep the lights off the past year so it seems like this has been going on for quite some time so I think you just hit that that red flag level and they were like well we've got no choice really
0: yeah, because I'm looking at the notes, it sounded like they was alluding to like serious problems um, behind the scenes, um, including they put that literally not those flat out lied to, which had a knock on effect to the wider team and members of VEX. So there's definitely something going on in the background that isn't isn't cool.
1: Yeah, and obviously while while their departure has raised alarm bells, initially seemed like both the Apex Legends and the Valorant rosters would continue to represent the organisation in the short term while I suppose the the rest of this, I, I don't want to say deal, but while the negotiations for how this is all going to be terminated goes through. So they'll still have teams in the league, but it doesn't seem like it'll be for like the whole season per se. That's
0: mad. It looks like it's also hit the relevant team as well. You were saying, yeah. like, going to notes and stuff. It's, it's mad how so many things can kind of fall apart just like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, when I was also researching, um, one of the Apex Legend players, Unlucky, was talking on stream, and he revealed that initially they were told their position was secured for only something like three months. So they haven't, you know, three months that can come and go pretty quick. So... it's it's not a lot of time really to sort of carry on what they're doing which is quite sad really
0: that's actually mad Uh, even mad was the fact that obviously you mentioned earlier that they received an email telling them all like thanks for playing but they got it during one of their like final scrims before the league and, and like left the players like just bemused in public like apparently it just it looks like none of them had any idea that this was coming just, it completely swept off the fate, took them like completely by surprise.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, um, obviously it was yeah. the Apex Legends team, but obviously the Valorant team got the same news and it's taken both the players and the wider Apex community by surprise because I don't think there was any pre warning of this was gonna happen. So I think he's just completely rocked the community for both games, really, which is like, well, we don't know what to do with this, really, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's 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 mad. It like it looks like Sort of esports in general is having a bit of a hard time currently.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's no secret. Like, esports has been in. The thing is, there was a time when esports was absolutely booming, and then, you know, it's been struggling financially, like the, the whole esports sector. Sponsorships have become really few and far between because uh, there used to be a time where sponsorships were going out left, right, and centre. Um, and it's just hurt both the organisations directly. But also indirectly affected tournaments which are drying up, and the prize pools are just either stagnant or they're just decreasing in what the prizes are now, which is oh. um, yeah. Because you, do you remember, like, <clears throat> whether it was like Overwatch or Fortnite or even like down to Call of Duty, the prize used to be absolutely ridiculous amounts, but now yeah. I don't think they're anywhere near what they used to be.
0: Oh, it's it's not cool, it's not like obviously, it, probably those amounts of monies are still a large amount, but. Historically compared to what there has been, yeah, it's not cool if they're sort of going down and and sort of disappearing
1: that sort of thing. It's not a, it's not good. No, I mean because like there's also a thing called like an a- uh, ALGS partners teams, uh, which I think is like I don't know if it's a sponsorship thing or something to do with like esports contracts. But Vex Game weren't actually included in this, but it's unknown if they apply for the program or if this was a foreshadowing thing and they were just not entitled to be a partner team. I don't know the ins and outs of that, but that's another like red flag, I suppose for this situation.
0: Yeah, it's, it's horrible. And obviously I hope that the the pro players that are involved in the teams and and whatnot are able to find other teams. I, I'm not sure how this works. Do you have to like transfer in? Do you have to do so? I'm, I'm not too sure, but yeah, hopefully they don't. Cause for a lot of people, this is their job really, if you think about it when you go pro, it's normally becomes your, your main source of income. I'm sure they're going to get income from like streaming and content creation, that sort of stuff. But I know prize pools can form quite a lot of the sort of the, the money for them. So hopefully they do find themselves back on their feet soon and competing. Cause that's what you want to do at the end of the day, isn't it? If you become pro at something, you want to compete amongst the best and, uh, and win. So hopefully they'll find somewhere else to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, essentially, it leaves one of the most successful Apex rosters. There'll be free agents. And even though they did struggle in year three playoff events, they did find some great success in the EMA region as a whole. So they have been a pretty successful team. It's just essentially after this three months window, they're going to be free agents. So hopefully they can go to other teams maybe, or I don't know how what they'll do if they form another team. But yeah, I'm sure like, in the eSports community, they'll, they'll be snatched up by another team, hopefully, and then they won't be out of it for too long.
0: Yeah. But yeah, Vex game, it just shows it. No one can sort of, no one's unfall, infallible, 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 whatever. Too big to fail, as they say, because yeah, Vex gaming had a massive, very passionate fan base, um, significant presence in the scene, and even that wasn't enough to stop them from sort of collapsing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, their, their their presence will be missed in the uh, the Apex
1: community. Yeah, so um, it, it's not great, and it's always it's always sad. Like especially, you know, we've talked about in previous episodes of like cuts in the industry, and obviously an esports company, you know, that's a big blow to them. Because Vex Gaming, I mean, as long as I remember, they've been quite prevalent in the esports like community as well. So it's sad, and I just hope everyone involved can sort of get back on their feet and find new positions in time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, if we do get any more info or if we have any more news report on eSports, you will hear about it
1: here. 100%. So, yep, that just rounds up that. And now we're on to another subject, which I think is going to be quite interesting for the pair of us. So, should we move on? Go on, then. Let's do it. Yeah.
0: Game of the Ghost. Okay, so that was just a discussion about the fall of an Apex Legends team. Now we're going to talk about something that could be pointing towards the fall of another giant in the gaming scene, especially in the UK anyway. Um, and this is after game, the the game shop that has been in and out of administration many times, but has always come back, and has now been bought out by Mike Ashley's Fraser Group. Um, they have announced that they are going to be stopping entirely, 100% fin- gone, done, um, pre-owned games so yeah they've confirmed that it plans to end its pre-owned video game business Um it will phase out tradings over the coming months according to the parent company Fraser's group Um and they're gonna obviously the games will still be sold until stock has run out but after that they're not going to take any more in and um yeah it's a it's a it's big news <laughs> really
1: yeah I mean because the thing is, there's not many, like, game shops in the UK like that anymore. So you can always, like, go and do your tradings. But now they're like, yeah, we're not going to be doing it. And the Decision, it singles the end of, for a lot of people, a cheaper way to purchase titles. Uh, if you're a collector and you like the older games as well, that was how you'd sort of get them cheap. Because let's face it, the price of games these days, not everyone can afford to buy them on release. No, that is true. That is true. And, uh, but what they have done
0: though, like, I don't know if it's unintentionally or intentionally, is they have basically just handed the whole market to CX.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, which is their biggest competitor when you think about it. And now they're essentially going to run the pre owned market.
0: Yeah. It's, it's mad. Um, but it's just, it's just a sign of how the gaming shop re- or gaming retail industry has changed. Um, Sales of physio, uh, physio? <laughs> physical video games have like fallen off the cliff since like the the golden era of say Game and other game, game shops around in yeah in the two thousands. I'm still salty about GameStation going away. To be fair,
1: Oh don't no, man like Game Station. Like I always prefer Game Station. It was the best freaking shop for games. Like you used to get such good deals in there. They were really good on the trade-ins as well.
0: They were really good on the trade-ins it was a way for me to get retro stuff quite cheap. Um, I don't know if you remember Ben, but in Basildon they had the big game station shop, and in like the front window they had all of the old consoles that you could get. Oh yeah, oh man, that was the dream. I remember that. Yeah. Well, I bought oh, my Dreamcast. Bad. I bought my Dreamcast from there. Um, it was. It came with two controllers and a couple of games, and it was thirteen pounds. I paid for that. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was it was just mad. And I remember this was obviously years ago, a long time ago, but they used to have like plastic bins, crates full of like Nintendo games for like, f- like the original Nintendo NES games for like 50p each. Yeah. Um, and nowadays, obviously, they're worth like a fortune, but I just wish I was old enough that I had the money I have now. I, I would just go in and said, I will buy the whole lot. <laughs>
1: Give me everything. Oh, I too. I mean, I bought. I remember buying my my Game Boy Advance SP like brand new from Game Station, and I think it was like maybe ninety pounds with about seven games I got with it. It's it's
0: just mad, and I I think it was Game Station that like they had bundles, but unlike Game, you you weren't forced to buy a bundle. You could just walk in and be like I want a console, and they're like, here you go, have a console. That's the way it should be. I hate you nowadays. That, if you want to buy something, unless you buy it directly from the manufacturer, like say Microsoft or um, Sony or Nintendo, then you have to buy it with like shovelware. And it's, it's always the same rubbish. And that always means the price goes up. It's,
1: it's just annoying, but what yeah. can you do? I mean, what I loved about game station as well, like, cause you know, certain games were limited in terms of what you could buy in a bundle. Sometimes they'd be like, well, if you don't want this, just pick what you want. And they wouldn't be like, oh, you can't have this. Like, I remember getting like a, I think it was a Sonic Advance game and like a Spider-Man game that wasn't in the deal. And they were like, yeah, it's cool. We'll in. I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's the way it should
0: be. But yeah, they obviously got bought out by game and then all the game station stores closed and become game shops. And then over the years, gamers have sort of become more and more, more like, almost like not a game shop anymore. Like I noticed it a few years back. First of all, they got like, the trading cards in, that sort of stuff, and um, and now it's just like now if you walk into a game shop, it's just a shadow of where it used to be. Like it, like I think there's like small shelves. Like I'm talking about, like I'm going go to go the one that I've been into recently. So in Southend, it's the majority of that shop now is like board games, Funko Pops, and stuff that isn't really gaming
1: related merchandise isn't it really
0: and yeah it's becoming a merchandise still and it's just yeah it just signals that obviously the way people are purchasing games has obviously changed since the golden era so to speak like i think they're saying was it like nine out of almost almost nine out of every 10 video games sold in the uk now is digital which is enough to send me into a depression as it is but well i, I like physical games man i, I just can't it's bad. I, I just detest doing it. I know in things like PC gaming now, it's just digital. Like you have to buy it on digital. but And I've kind of made peace with that because it's all in one place. It's all Steam most of the time. But even then, I would still like to go back to time when you used to get like big box PC games and, and all that. But nine out of ten games being digital now, it just, it just shows really that physical games on its way out, doesn't it?
1: Well... You think about it as well, like, I, I don't think this is a stretch, but majority of people have the they pay for the monthly subscription services, like whether it's PlayStation Plus or uh, Microsoft Game Pass, which has access to all these games. So in a way, I'm not saying this is the sole reason, but I think this could be partly why this whole physical game side is I don't know if everyone's going to do it is phasing out. Maybe because subscription services—I don't know. I don't know if that's the cause of it or the sort of spark for this whole thing. I reckon it's contributed to it. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, because it's just because it's so much easier now to get a game. Like I, I, I can't lie when I say that the the benefits of buying digital is that like you haven't got to go out to the shop. You haven't got to like wait for things to be delivered on release day. You can just go on the store, hit the button and away you go. And sometimes you can sort of pre-download it. So that the moment the clock hits 12 on the release day, you're good to go, which is pretty cool. But it's kind of like taking away a big aspect of gaming. Like for me, it was like the midnight launches when you would go to like game, you'd go to game on a big relaunch, a big launch at midnight and everyone'd be queuing up. They'd all be like, some people would be dressed up in gaming outfits and, Everyone would be there having a laugh, having there'd be, like, a few competitions to win swag and stuff, which is quite cool. And just like the community, like it was only really the real gamers that were there. So there was none of this like attitude flying around. People were cool. You was always having a chat with people. Made new, I made new friends waiting for midnight releases. Like we all added each other on Xbox or whatever back in the day, went home and just jumped in a game with each other. And it was really fun. But that's kind of disappeared now. There is none of that anymore. Like, it's been replaced by just jumping in Discord. I'm going to play this game now. Oh, yeah, I'll join. Cool.
1: It's not really the same. No, and my my beef with, the, like, yeah, digital is great. It's convenient. But the price of the digital, I've always thought, by, you shouldn't be paying out of the butt for convenience. Like, sometimes digital is more than the physical games. And I'm like, surely... If, you should be like maybe dropping it a little bit, but yeah, you don't pay for convenience, but that's always a pet peeve I've had with it, to be honest.
0: Oh, hundred percent. The price of games on digital storefronts with the exception of steam, I, I think like there's, there's call duty games from like six, seven plus years ago. And there's still a hell of a lot of money. Whereas you go into a shop and they will be in like the bargain bin for like a five or a 10 or something like that after a few years. And I, I just, yeah, I just don't like it. I know that, I know. now and again, like the major consoles will have, like, a, say, for example, a Christmas sale or something, and there'll be some deals then. But even then, they're not, they're not that great.
1: Then they're not that great. No, not at all. I mean, I'm going to read you something that's going to trigger you. So, um, the firm's managing director, Nick Aaron, he told GameIndustry.biz, this is what he said to him We want game to be, quote, a toy business that sells all year round. We do need to protect the future of the business. That's why we've gone with the general entertainment approach across gaming, toys, ball games, and tech as well. Now, no. I, I'm like, you're a game shop. Like, if you don't sell games, you're not really a game shop anymore. Why? But they're not.
0: <laughs> That's not what they're saying. They're not a game shop anymore.
1: Like, I understand that
0: companies have got to do things to either stay relevant or stay alive in this these days sort of time period and like dealing with the way people consume media and gaming and stuff. But I'd, I'd, I don't know this to be fair, there's nothing much we can really say if nine out of 10 people are buying digital, we're in the minority like, and yeah. businesses normally can't run on service in the minority of like a particular industry. So in this case, physical games, like they just, what what I think they should do is just just rename game into whatever, I don't know, Funko Pops are us, and then just have an online like warehouse or something for people that still want to buy a physical.
1: Yeah. I mean it just it makes me sad because both both you and me are we do buy physical and like it's it's displaying the art box, it's just like the whole collector's aspect. Like we're gonna get into a point where the, the gaming world is it's going to be a purely digital thing and I think that's going to be a sad day for us because we like to actually own the, I, I'm old fashioned but like I don't feel like I own something unless I've got it physically in my hands
0: no I'm with you on that I'm with you on that I know Nintendo tried to do something I think it was for the Pokemon virtual console re-releases on the 3DS where they like reprinted the Pokemon game boxes and like made it look like you had something for your shelf but there wasn't the you don't get a game cartridge it was just you'd open up the box and there'd be a code in there. And I'm like, I'm
1: not sure how I feel about that. No, nah, I mean, well, <laughs> so before we started recording, wasn't it? we was looking at like some Final Fantasy games on the switch and they're doing it now, which is just the case with the coding. And I'm like, uh, I don't know how I feel about
0: that. Yeah. What was it? Know. It was Final Fantasy 10, wasn't it? The, the yeah. remastered collection was like, normally you get 10 and ten two two on the disc. Mm. Uh, on the other consoles, but on the Switch, you on the game cart use 10, but you then get a single use code to download 10 to, yeah. And I don't like that, don't like that. So they did it on the Vita as well, to be fair. You get 10 on the main cartridge, Amazing. and then you have to download 10 to, and it's like because mm. it just kills yeah. resale, like second hand market. Because that's how I bought my Vita copy of 10, I bought it from game, funnily enough, second hand. But then you you open it up, and obviously you only get ten because someone's already used the ten two code,
1: and that's the end of that. Well, you think about it as well. On the flip side of this, like if game are going to be doing this, obviously we know what second hand and retro game prices are now. They're going to shoot through the damn roof. Yeah, god damn it. So it's going to be like this domino effect, isn't it? And it's like obviously you know you're a business, you got to do what you think's best. But it's just like it feels like that's going to be like the end of an era, and. CEX are going to cash in on that because they'll essentially be the only pre-owned market out there Uh, it's it's mad like
0: considering what's happened to game over the years like they've they've weathered some storms obviously they went into administration a couple of times and we thought this is the end and then they've they've kind of been bought out by sort of Mike Ashley and his Fraser's group now I mean they paid 52 million for it it's just a lot of money but they've kind of turned game into like a, like if you walk into a sports direct now, they're relocating games into inside there. So you walk into the corner and there's like a little stand
1: for the games and stuff. And it's doesn't feel right. It's weird. It's like, cause to me, I'm surprised that game is still around. because like, they've been into trouble so many times. And he has deteriorated. It's like, let's face it, of the past like 10 years, Game is a shadow of what it once used to be. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it's a weird sort of thing. Like, obviously, games only UK based currently, but for us, it's kind of like well. And I'll add to what you said earlier. Like, I walked into the game in Southend like last week, and I went. It doesn't feel like a game shop. Like there is more merchandise, and there's like these small sections for games now, and I'm like, no, I don't like this. This is not sitting well with me right now.
0: I think the only way that we're going to see retail gaming stay as it was is like the independent game shops. I mean, even they're limited in numbers now, but we're lucky in that we've got one in Lee, um, Retro Hunter, which is a fantastic shop. And the the guy that runs that is a top bloke. And like, he, he obviously understands gaming. And sometimes we'll go in there, I'll pick up a game, and I'll be in there talking to him for half an hour about certain things about gaming. And that's that sort of stuff that I miss from the olden days like in game station and things like that you'd be able to have a chat with someone about a game and there wouldn't be someone like a manager behind them sort of tapping the watch going come on come on like he's not going to push a oh get a retro Hunter plus membership or something he's just there to he's obviously there to make money and sell games but he's not afraid to sit there and have a chat with you which is it's always it's always a good thing i think that, that that will be the way
1: yeah well it's like that one we went to in um that is this little town called Bremwood, that one we went to where you got the Pokemon Blue. That was a cool little shop as well.
0: That was, that was actually cool. The, again, the guy knew what he was doing, he wasn't afraid to have a chat. Um, he will have a chat of you. And then, yeah, and then I walked out buying Pokemon Blue, which I will add was a fantastic price that considering was. the current uh, cost of Pokemon games. Um, what was it? I think I paid like 20 cent quid, 28 pounds. I've got it in front of me. 28 pounds I paid for a Pokemon Blue. Um, and I'll yeah I'll take
1: that can't argue with that at all that was a steal I mean it's just like, these, like I said those little places. maybe that's what's going to be going forward the pre-owned sort of future it looking like these independent places maybe I don't know
0: I mean don't get me wrong as well they're going to love it if the cost of retro games does go through the roof because it means they're going to get some extra money which fair play to them
1: yeah, yeah if, 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 them. If, you get, if you get a niche in one place like you want to make sure like you can sustain it so but yeah, it's just I thought it was an interesting topic. Really, um, we've kind of briefly touched on the, the sub points. Really, about the whole contributing factors for the fall in sale of physical games. Here's Maybe. a question for you, Ben. Go on. Do
0: you think that game will last five years? No. In its okay. Let me rephrase. In its in its, in current. its current form, and if you. Don't, what what do you think a game shop's going to look like in the future? Is it still going to be called Game? They might just rename it like Fraser Games or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so if they go in this new direction, I can't see the current version of game lasting. It will either be rebranded and it's going to become a generic, essentially, toy merchandise shop. Because... do you remember the sections of pre-owned games? That, that one used to be absolutely huge of pre-owned yeah. games. It was like double-sided on both and gone. Not there anymore.
0: Yeah, so. I remember when they'd done the same thing with PC gaming. Like, they used to be in-game, they used to have like those big racks of like the um, the old Sierra games It was like three for two and they had tons of games for it and stuff and peripherals and all that and it was just great and then they just disappeared one night and then yeah, and it, it looks like they're going to do the same thing with physical games now, eventually. And he, he's sad. He's sad. Maybe it's just me with those tinted glasses, and oh, I want it to be like the old days. But I, I, yeah, I think we're losing some of like the retail in general. Retail high street in general is is taking blows on a daily basis, and this is another one of those attacks on it. Really,
1: I mean, I don't think it's a stretch. as that I think the the, the old idea of the retail high street is kind of dying really and you can put it towards places like you know Amazon really
0: yeah yeah it's true it, and don't get me wrong I, I'm i not going to be hypocritical because sometimes I will just go I'm going to go on Amazon it's cheaper
1: yeah we've all done it it's you know real gilly yeah. doing it but yeah the, the traditional concept of the high street I mean the high street where you know we work it's not really high street anymore is it let's be honest no not at all
0: it's just restaurants and pubs and banks <laughs> that's yeah, it. That's pretty much
1: it and phone repair shops that's it but yeah it was just um kind of an interesting discussion topic really so yeah looks like game going forward won't be dealing with the prayer market anymore so it'll be interesting to see what it's gonna look like
0: definitely cx is gonna i reckon some geezer in the cx head office is like <laughs> money 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 money. <laughs> money 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 mr krabs me dollar bill this is coming
1: <laughs> you, but, you go going um, to cx shop and you look at the whole pre-owned section that's going to be like double that
0: yeah and if they're going to keep up with it fair play to them yeah crack on lads that's what i say as, as, yeah. as long as they
1: don't stop it then yeah we got somewhere god if they stop doing it then we're doomed oh that's it that's the end of an era that's like yeah. chapter close game over let's go that's
0: it pack it up boys we're done
1: here
0: <laughs> Yeah. talking just... of we're done here
1: <laughs> that's the end of this topic <laughs> <laughs> let's swiftly move on to the next one which is quite going to be a controversial discussion I think
0: oh yeah yeah it's another another rage bait one excellent <laughs> see
1: that's you on the cool. other side <laughs> <laughs> Game of the God okay so we've had a little discussion about what's game now so we're moving on to something that is quite a controversial statement from the ubisoft director and i think it's going to make you a little bit angry stocks so i apologize for this subject
0: it's gonna be fun i can feel it already <laughs> looking at the notes i can feel
1: it already it's coming the rage is building um, so yeah, Ubisoft announced that adding a new tier to their subscription service, um, Ubisoft director Philippe Tremblay has spoken about how subscription services have caused players to become, quote, comfortable not owning games. Oh, There it is. There we are. Filling the fire. <laughs> so... Um, Uh, He did an interview with GameIndustry.biz and he spoke on a new version of Ubisoft's subscription service called Ubisoft Plus. It explains how he sees people coming to accept a stream future eventually. This kind of goes off the back of what we've just talked about, really, um, with the whole physical side. So, thoughts?
0: Oh, how out of touch can you be? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? What's a load of waffle? But then again, we are in the minority, as we spoke about in the last topic, like 9 out of 10 people are buying digital. But he's saying people are getting comfortable. I'm not sure it's comfortable rather than being forced into it. That's what annoys me. It's like all these things like, yeah, we're just going to stop physical sales and then we're going to go digital only. And you're going to like
1: it. I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, like, um, what something he said during this interview, and we can react to it, he was like... One of the things we saw is that gamers are used to, a little bit like DVDs, having it only in their games. That's the consumer shift that needs to happen. <clears throat> One second. That's just... Calm down, Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> he continues. They got comfortable not only in their CD collection or DVD collection. Oh, shh. No, I'm going to finish this. Then we'll talk about it. That's a transformation that's been a bit slower to happen in games. As gamers grow comfortable in that aspect, you don't lose your progress. If you resume your game another time, your progress file is still there. you want about? No. What
0: is he waffling on about? Like, seriously. It's like, he's gone from DVD, <laughs> gaming. Oh, but you, you keep your progress. You keep your progress if you have the disc still. So
1: oh, my God. <laughs> and then he's like, that's not been deleted. You don't lose what you've built in a game. Or your engagement in the game, so it's about feeling comfortable with not owning the game. That has literally got nothing to. Mm, I'm getting angry. About.
0: I don't feel comfortable not owning my game. I've been forced into it. That's yeah, the it's, difference.
1: It's taking the choice away, like to do only subscription only. Like you're not having the choice to buy it. And like, yes, there's a safer digital, but there's a safer physical too. you numbskull. Oh man,
0: it just does my head in. Just, it just shows how, for some companies, it's about profits. All up, like, it, like doesn't matter about anything else. Just money, 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 and it's just it's
1: horrible. It's that greed factor, isn't it? Like i like have been saying in like the last few episodes, it's this whole greed factor, and it's like you got to be completely out of touch to make a sensational statement like that. When you think you you're a director, and you have got such a 2D mindset. You really have.
0: The problem is as well is that eventually we're gonna get subscription fatigue. And it's like, oh, I've got a subscription with Ubisoft. I've got a subscription with Microsoft. I've got a subscription with Nintendo. I've got a subscription with PlayStation. I've got a subscription with... Oh, who else does that sort of gaming stuff? Like Netflix are doing it now. Yeah. Prime Gaming, Amazon. Like, mm. it's going to come a point where no one's going to do it. <laughs> it's too expensive. I can't afford all of that that stuff. And it's just, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. I hate how things have got. I don't like it. I want it to go back to how it used to be. But it's well, not going to.
1: No, it's not. And then he continues to waffle on saying that, quote, I still have two boxes of DVDs. Congratulations. So does everyone. I definitely understand the gamer's perspective with that. But as people embrace that model, they will see these games will exist. The service will continue and you'll be able to access them when you feel like. That's reassuring. But you could do
0: that with a physical game, bruv. What are you on about? Also- you, they can take it away whenever they want. Sony have just taken away all those videos, that episodes of TV shows that people have bought, and yeah. then gone, yeah, no, we haven't licensed that anymore. Bye. Uh, no, it, it, it's wrong. Like games leave the Game Pass and all that. It's, no, no,
1: I'm not having it. No, it's just like I mean the, the statement comes as like we've said that Ubisoft have altered its subscription model, which is going to have a basic and premium tier. Oh, with and- more money. Yeah, more money. And this newly minted premium tier allows access to new releases when they are released. So it will include things like the new Prince of Persia, Lost Crown, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Okay, fine. But that's going to be well expensive. And then they got this cheaper tier, Ubisoft Classics, which will have access to games from Ubisoft back catalog, like the Far Cry series. And I think it's Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, cool. But
0: more money, really? It's it's almost like they don't understand that there's a cost of living crisis going on right
1: now. Do you know what? I think people like him are completely oblivious to it. Like because yeah. it's like, you know, subscription services aren't cheap these days, and if you have like half a dozen, you're probably looking like close to like hundred quid for some of them.
0: Well, it's just Mr. Big Shot CEO director sitting in his sitting in his big tower, his flash car on the drive, probably not thinking about it.
1: But nah. and this isn't it. It's backfiring because, like, when I was like looking up on this, like, I was just reading comments on, like, you know, like, uh, Twitter and Reddit and stuff, and a lot of people feel similar to us when they're like, you're just a person that's so out of touch, and you actually don't even believe what you're saying right now. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it's do you know, what, I've I've decided what you know on when we
0: upload the episode to Spotify, they're like, do you want to ask a poll, like a question this this episode? So yeah. my question is going to be to everyone. Do you feel comfortable
1: that you don't own games anymore? <laughs> it's an interesting like question. Yeah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just know so, he's just uh, yeah, making statements like that, and it, it, it kind of contradicts what he's saying anyway. Because you're like, what? Like you can still have your game progress saved on a physical game, you actual weirdo. And then he goes <laughs> on going like. I have two box DVDs. All right, so you're kind of contradicting your point. Oh, man, it's just made me It's,
0: it's like the biggest, oh, I'm still one of the guys sort of thing ever. So oh, I've still got two boxes of DVDs. Whoop-de-doo. Well done. Go you. Congratulations. Yeah, well, because it's the 21st century, so does everyone. Yeah, everyone's got them, but. Yeah. I don't know anymore. I don't. It's, it's I just... the future. We're going to have to deal with it. There's, there's no going back now. It's too much I mean, money on offer for people, so they're never gonna they're never gonna go back on it.
1: No, I mean we just got to set the fact that the reality is that at some point in the future, I don't think it'll be anytime soon, but it's probably gonna be a purely digital. I I don't think it's I think it's closer than you think. Yeah, that's that's probably the worrying thing actually, because like I say, it's probably a few years. out it it could happen any time. I mean. It's it's a different medium, but I know countries like Australia are not selling physical like things like Blu-rays and DVDs anymore.
0: So so stupid. Which means so so stupid.
1: Collectors like us will be like, well, what am I going to be collecting then? Because I'm not going to own the bloody thing. It's also affecting that
0: like, people in terms of like Blu-rays and stuff. It affects the people that are involved because normally traditionally they used to get like residuals from sales of stuff. Yeah. And they don't get that with streaming anymore, or it's a highly re- like massively reduced number. So, of course, it all boils down to money, 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 money.
1: Well, I mean, this is a bit of a tangent, but this is this is why there was the strike in Hollywood, with the actors, because of the residual module. They were trying to apply the old module for streaming doesn't work like that. And then it's like, well, how do you get residuals from streaming services? Because it's not like you have a box office for it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Is again, it's, it boils down to the greed and money of like the industries.
0: Well, the fact that they're looking into like AI replacements for people's voices and all that, owning the own like the likenesses of people's voices, just shows how far they're willing to go to not pay people.
1: Well, it's just like it, it's the, it's the moral side of it, and you got to sit there and think, well, like, what person is going to sit there in a ballroom with CEOs and go, do you know what we should do? We should replace people. No,
0: they're the people that are going to get the, the bonuses mate <laughs> they're going to be like well done you've saved us millions well done you
1: yeah oh. and, and the sad thing is with like all these new deals that got done with the, the strike they only last for three years so in another three years they get to negotiate again so and it could be even a worse situation with the AI issue
0: yeah I, I think we're in the uh, the dark times of, um, of of things now in that sort of regard and it's it's not going to go away. It's, it's going to get worse. But there is literally nothing we can do about it now.
1: No, it's yeah. a case of hold on to your hold on to your pants, put your seatbelt on, and let's see where this ride goes. Because that's the only metaphor I can use, really. The only the only way it's ever going to
0: change is if enough people go. You know what? This is stupid, and I want to buy stuff physically again. But the people have spoken. We are in the minority. Nine out of ten people don't buy physical anymore. That's it. We've lost this one, lads.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: but to be fair, that we've lost.
1: I have a bit of hope with it because, like, obviously, lot twenty twenty three was a massive year for like the sales of vinyls went through the bloody damn roof last year. So I'm like, oh, maybe people are starting to think. Actually, do you know what? I actually want to start owning stuff. So who knows? Could be a turning point.
0: The thing is, though, with vinyl is like there's always been that perceived difference in sound when you get a vinyl like the warmth and crackness and people do like that, but I can't see what's going to push that back, like push physical gaming back into the the norm because people don't care. Unlike me and you, people don't care if they have something on their shelf anymore. They just want to play the game.
1: Yeah. And um, like there's the type of gamers now, they'll want to speed run for a game, not actually enjoy it and take it in. I mean, maybe this is an old-fashioned notion, but they just want to They're all right, cool, done, now what? And then you wait for a game for years, you're like, oh, now what I'm supposed to do.
0: Yeah. Maybe it will be, I think, moving to digital is the thing that finally kills off CX.
1: Maybe, because, you know, if everyone's buying digital, they haven't got to go out to the shops if they Or buy online, they'll just literally buy it through the store, boom, done, and then CX could be in a situation like they're going to administration, which is going to be worrying
0: no i think I think they announce that like gaming makes up a tiny number of their their stuff they're always gonna get in like consoles and hardware and starting phones and all that there's always tons tech, of them yeah. flying around tech so I think they'll be okay but but yeah it's just it's just a, a sad state we are currently
1: yeah it's um it's gonna be interesting to see how the next few years of this goes over but yeah for like old school gamers like, like oh, see, so it's kind of like oh is it like the start at the end kind of thing for that where we grew up in that era but who knows
0: it's what it is isn't it but yeah that's um, that's enough of um, me being England. angry on this one <laughs> yeah, move on England. now <laughs> because a, a certain friend of ours is ready to give us our latest deals this week oh let's bring him on let's do it game of the gun Hi there. I'm Max Good Deals and I've come back to tell you all about the great world of deals that are out there for you. Unlike Stocker, who I think I've actually just seen storm off in a rage, I don't care about physical or digital copies of games. I just want to bring you the best deals. So let's get started, shall we? First up on the list, we have an Acer Nitro gaming PC. Comes with an Intel i5 12th gen, 16GB RAM, 1TB SSD, and an NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3015, and that's 25% off on Amazon. It's 74999 that's in pounds, down from a grand. It's not bad deals. If you're into Pokemon and you haven't bought Scarlet or Violet yet, first of all, what's, what's wrong with you? Um, they are currently on Shop 2, down to 39 85 each from 49 99 over on PS5, this one is a digital copy. Avatar, Frontiers of the Panda, I think the boys actually spoke about this one on the podcast way back when, it is currently the PSN Deal of the Week, and that's 33% off. forty six eighty nine down from 70 beans. But remember, this ends on the 24th of Jan, so be quick. Some more deals, in, especially we mentioned it last week, I think. Um, EA Sports FC24 is currently $27.99, down from far too much on the xbox store but even better you can get it on steam for 17.99 and then one for ben ps5 the pre-orders for final fantasy 7 rebirth are up um, and amazon's got it for 92.06 for the deluxe edition down from 99.99 not bad savings for a game that's not even out yet but as always links to these will be in the show notes And these are not affiliate links. We don't make any money. So they're just straight up links. But I'll be back next week with some more deals. And that's been me, Max Good Deals. Have a good one, guys.
1: Okay, so those were the latest deals um, in the world of gaming. Some quite good deals there. I do, however, and I hate to do this, I have to call out Max because he said Avatar Frontiers of Panda. is actually Frontiers of Pandora. Damn it, Max. It's his second week and I was like, do not laugh. Do not laugh. Should have called him
0: out. I was too busy outside raging, so yeah we we did
1: lose you for a minute I'm all calm (laughs) everything's golden once again but yeah FYI it's Avatar Frontiers of Pandora not Panda not Panda it's not Panda from Tekken coming in to attack some Navi even though that'd be pretty sick to see pretty sick DLC not gonna lie (laughs) anywho we will now move on to our famous turbo button section kickstarting off Sony reveals a new car that can be driven with a PlayStation controller yep you heard that it's the Men in Black car it literally is it's a project between Sony and Honda uh, AF EELA it was driven on stage at CEX with a DualSense controller what the hell oh man
0: that's pretty cool uh, up next, we've got a friend of the channel. Ben has a, a, has started a YouTube channel. I say started; it's been a while, it's been running a while now. And what he's doing is going through every single PlayStation Two magazine demo disc and archiving all the footage. So if you want to see how things were back in the day, if you're a young one now and never saw all these demo discs, go check out Ben Murray Retro, and they'll have he's got loads of episodes
1: on there. Well worth a watch. And Sony is reportedly issuing refunds for existing Last of Us Part 2 owners who mistakenly pre-ordered the $10 PS5 remaster that came out on the 19th at full price. Gamers who own the digital or physical version of the original game can upgrade for the $10 but it seems that none of them were privy information and paid the full price. So if you did, you could be entitled to a refund.
0: Wow, that's a, that's a Sony W right there. Right there. Wow. That's, and yeah. Yeah, that's 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 pretty good info to have. Um, we'll be back next week with some more Turbo Button news. Don't you worry about it. But now, <clears throat> it's time to
1: end the episode. Is that time, Ben? It is that time. We uh, we did it. And I I'm, don't think it's far to say this is the longest episode we've ever done.
0: More than likely, yeah. And that's probably going to be the same even after I've butchered the edit down.
1: It's the rage segments. We, we did go off on tangents, but it was enjoyable. I liked that a lot.
0: Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Like my knuckles are all bloodied and bruised now from punching the wall, but everything's golden. I'm joking. I didn't really.
1: We did lose him for a while. He did have to go outside and take a very long five <laughs> while, while, while Max come in. He was like, yep, Stocker's raging. Yeah. Like just, just, let him, just let him be.
0: Just let him be. Um, but yeah, we will be back next week round about the same time and um, having the latest discussions, more news, more fun stuff with us guys. Yeah. I've been, I've been Stalker,
1: And I've been Benji. If there's anything you guys want us to talk about that we're not aware of, hit us up. We'll be interested to hear from you all.
0: That's it. We're on all social media platforms. We've got our website, the dot There is a redesign of that coming soon. Cause I may or may not have broke things on the website. Oops. Um, but I'm going to sort that out and get it back up but at the mean, for the meantime the website does redirect to our Spotify sort of podcast page you can actually send us a voice note so if there's anything you want to discuss on the, the next podcast or a future one send us in a voice note if it's um, not complete utter nonsense we will play it live on. I'll say live on the next episode and we'll have a chat about it but as always thanks for tuning in and um, we will see you next time have a good one catch you next
1: week Boy, boy. With gaming news from around the world, from retro to the new Call of Duty, covering mobile console, and of course the BC Master Race, it's Ben and Matt, they take it all on, cause you know you're listening to the Game Overcast.